Okay, we are back at it with the Pistols Firing Podcast. I'm not Carson Cunningham. I'm Kyle Porter, and uh, we are hosting uh, our annual uh, summit, PFB Summit. So we've got uh, we've got a five man weave going on here. <laughs> not to be confused with a three man weave, but we've got uh, our photographer Jackson Lavernway. We've got is that how you say your last name? Nah, Lavernway. Lavernway. You'll get it one of these days. Yeah, Lavernway. Lavernway. I've started spelling it right. You, you spelled it right, yeah. yeah. I used to not spell it you right. S- I think you spelled it wrong on my first credential. <laughs> uh, we got Marshall Scott, our uh, our beat writer. Marshall, glad to have you here. It's, it's awesome to be here. For the first time at our summit. Take my shirt. Kyle Cox, uh, are you sweating? <laughs> <laughs> we got Kyle Cox, who's been with us for uh, almost two years now. Yep. Which is crazy. It is crazy. Somebody asked me, I think Marshall asked me that the other day, mm-hmm. how long is... Have the Kyle's been here, and Boone, I have no idea. It feels like he's just always been here, and uh, Cox has almost been two years. So, uh, and then we got Kyle Boone here. So, we're going, we're going five man. Uh, we're here to talk about a lot of different things. I think, I think first thing we should talk about is is uh, Kyle Boone and I played in the uh, media golf tournament. By the way, we're waiting on Hideaway Pizza, and we're drinking uh, Coop Aleworks. So, shout out to Coop. Shout but if, if you hear a pizza delivery guy on the podcast here in about 15 <laughs> minutes, then you'll know why. Uh, but what, what was your just biggest takeaway from talking to different coaches at uh, the golf media tournament on uh, on Tuesday, Kyle, at Carson? Uh, I think the, the biggest takeaway was um, OSU feels pretty confident with, with Taylor Cornelius, the, the veteran quarterback. Um, there were some crazy odds that came off of like an offshore betting website. I think it was BetDSI that had uh, Spencer Sanders as the favorite to win the job, and then it, I think behind it was uh, Drew Brown and then Taylor Cornelius. It's kind of laughable, and um, I thought at the time I was like kind of fired up, but I think Taylor Cornelius is probably going to be the guy. I think after talking so, to people yeah. at the event. It became laughable, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Beforehand, yeah. I did not think so, but I think everyone around OSU is pretty confident he's going to start at least game one. Yeah, I think so. I, he does have the makings of like a, um, I, I don't know if Alex K. Brandon Whedon situation. I don't think it's going to be that bad because we've actually seen uh, Cornelius versus yeah. like in 2010. Uh, when was it? 10? Yeah, 10, the Colorado game. Uh, or nine. It was 2009. We hadn't seen Alex Kate, and then we saw him, and it was not good. Yeah. But I, I think that, uh, I don't know, I think Cornelius is fine. Do you think? Do you guys think it's going to turn into a, a Kate Whedon thing, or do you think that Cornelius is going to be the guy throughout the year? How, how, if I set the over-under at four and a half games that Cornelius starts, are you taking the over or the under? Over. Over. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Just because I think Gundy likes experienced quarterback. Unless something just goes really, really bad, yeah. I think he's going to be the guy. I mean, just because – I mean, unless Spencer Sanders just, like, blows everybody's socks off. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I can't – I still think Gundy's going to go with the guy who's been in the system for long enough. Yeah. Longer, safer kind of, and maybe he thinks his defense is good enough to just kind of play it safe. I'm taking the under. I, th- I think if – Cornelius like makes two bad plays during the Boise State game. Oh, I think Joe. Gundy's gonna have an itch on his finger, and he's gonna be like, "Oh man, I've seen this Spencer Sanders kid, mm-hmm. or I've seen what Drew Brown can do. Let's see what he can do in in game." 
And I think Gundy is, is smart enough to differentiate that from like, hey, he looks not that good in practice, but he looks great in games. That was kind of like Whedon's thing, right? Yeah. So I, I can see him having <clears throat> kind of is, a short leash with Cornelius. Is he? Will he differentiate that? Because I he hasn't. He, like, we have 15 years yeah. of him not But we never had the red, the red shirt rule. I think that throws That's a whole true. wrench in the things where he can he yeah. can play Spencer Sanders for four games. He can play Drew Brown for four games and then decide, you know what, I like Cornelius. I like what I have with him. I'm going to go back to him. The part that I don't understand, and I, I'm with you, I, I thought it was really interesting to talk to people who are pretty confident that it's going to be Cornelius mm-hmm. that's the guy from like, – like he's going to start the first game. Like right. It would be shocking if he didn't, yes. I think. Yeah, based on talking to people that we talked to this week. Yep. Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm just intrigued. Gundy is not known like in the past for naming starters early on. He basically named the starter in mm-hmm. July, and I, I don't know why he did that. Marshall, he, do you do you have an opinion on like why he would do that so early? I think he probably understood the hype <clears throat> coming in around Spencer Sanders, around Drew Brown, so he knew that he had to protect his guy. Like, right off the bat. Like, he's protecting Cornelius or he's protecting <clears throat> Sanders? I think he's protecting Cornelius to an extent. But even Cornelius, you know, yesterday at the first day of uh, fall camp, he said, you know, it's not his position to keep, like, like he needs to keep working at yeah. it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I think Gundy would do that just because he knew that there was going to be hype coming around on Spencer Sanders. There was going to be hype coming around around this uh, Hawaii transfer. So he needed to make sure that Taylor Cornelius also had that level of hype around him. So he... Went ahead and named yeah, him. that's a good take. I like that. Do you agree? I just, I just think the caveat is so big that I can't ignore it. Like, what's, what's the caveat? Well, Gundy is like, well, Taylor Cornelius is our guy going into August. Yeah, and he, he was even asked about it at Big Twelve Media Days. Like, I think Jenny Carlson of the Oklahomans like, so you've more or less stated that Cornelius is going to be the starter, but you haven't said he's going to start the first game. Am I reading too much into that? Or it what? is weird. And Gundy said, "No, I think that's an accurate because he's he wants to play. He wants to downplay this because obviously Cornelius is the guy right now. But Spencer Sanders has a lot of hype. So does Drew Brown, and so he doesn't want this to be like a big thing. So that's that's my take. I think I think there's an open competition, even though Cornelius is the guy and appears to be the favorite to be the guy to start game one." I still think there's there's a gap there where Sanders or Brown could could close in and they could start. Yeah, but after talking to the people that we talked to, do you still think that? Um, I mean, for for game one, no. But I think I, I'm not convinced that he starts every game this year. Oh no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I'm not saying that. I, I just yeah. think that after, like, my mind has been changed. I've been I've been on the side of like Spencer's going to start against Missouri State. And now I don't think that after talking to people this week at the golf tournament, the people you know, just the people that were around, I no longer think that. Yeah. Now, I I do think I don't know what I think now because <laughs> it, it's it's become like a little bit convoluted because the people that we talked to seem so confident about Cornelius, but I can't tell if that's just because Gundy's like propped him up within the organization or. If it's because they think he's really good and he's going to play throughout the year, Kyle, what do you think is uh, is Cornelius's ceiling? I mean, we've seen. I don't think we know what it is. I mean, why do you think that he's not can't be the guy? 
just be, I mean, he's been behind Mason Rudolph for three years. He he just strikes me as like a as like a good backup quarterback. But we really don't know. I mean, you had David Glidden on the podcast two years ago saying, like, this guy throws a deep ball like crazy. I forgot about that. And, I mean, maybe he just was behind Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. I'm not saying he is, but, like, maybe we're just kind of assuming that he's not the guy because... That's a a good point. Like, you're behind a second-round pick. Like, you might be a third-round pick, but you were worse than the second-round pick. You know what play sticks out to me of all the Cornelius plays that I've seen, which is like four? Yeah, <laughs> he's only had six. So. Uh, the, the running touchdown against Baylor. Baylor, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was good. He's, I, he's running the, fast. He's or fast. The, at Pitt when he just like threw like that 50-yarder to, to, to Tyler. Like, like on a rope. Like, I mean, he kind of overthrew it. Okay. Tyler well, Tyler, well, he was giving Tyler a chance <laughs> to make a YouTube that was video. Not, that was That's not, not a good throw. Leave it, leave it to Boone to prop up Oh, Tyler. anyway, so... Yeah, and he had another one like that against Kansas too. Again with Tyrell last last year, Tyrell Alexander. Yeah, like a fifty yarder too. But overthrew it. <laughs> what What did you guys think of the videos that came out of, of uh, practice on uh, Thursday? Kind of the first we got to see of all the guys throwing. Yeah, you were there, Marshall. What did you Marshall, think? you yeah, were there. I, what What did you make? I of think everything? I told this to you guys earlier that if I would have just watched those three videos that I think Dylan Buckingham yeah put out. Yeah. Spencer Sanders is my guy. If that's all I'd seen of these three people, I would be like, wow, Spencer Sanders. Just yeah. the way the ball rotated, it looked like it was rotating like twice as fast as anybody I've ever seen throw a football before. Yeah. So if, if I had only seen those videos. We're I'm, on the hype train. Yeah, I would have jumped on the hype train real fast. Yeah, it is funny because like all of our opinions have to be based on these sample sizes yeah. of whatever we're allowed to see. Mm-hmm. and Or whatever, you know, we, we've... I think Kyle and I have both talked. Did you talk to Spencer? Yeah. We both talked to Spencer, and, and just based on, like, what? It, it wasn't a good interview. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Well, my my interaction with him has been that he's a he's a galvanizing uh, figure. Like, like a, a – Yeah. And I don't know. It's like, it's like, okay, you talk to him for 30 minutes. I have no idea if he's a good leader, but it seems like he could be. And I feel a little bit the same about I don't know how you say his last name Isaac, likely, likely, yeah. on the basketball team. Yeah. Talked to him for a while and it's like, man, this guy's this guy's legit. Yeah. He's more well spoken than I am. He's like eighteen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he should host the podcast. <laughs> uh, but so yeah. I don't know. The the, the Sanders thing is going to be interesting. Um, Didn't Gundy say that Spencer woke up really early to send his? Yeah, he was first. Letter first thing. Made sure. First. I'm. And he made a point. I think that kind of backs up that argument a little bit. Yeah. I mean, Gundy's real high on Sanders. Yeah. Like, yeah. Didn't you notice that at, like, the – so they had the uh, signing – well, signing day, unofficial yeah. press conference last yeah. December. Yes. And it seemed like – it's it I, seemed like I he think, was naming him the starter. I think at one point he said something along the lines of, like, he's the dude. Yeah. yeah. And now before it's he like – was even – was now, that three months before he was – on campus, yeah, oh, it was like six months. Six before he was on. I mean, he was ready to like claim him as his son or something. Like, he was <laughs> so he gave fired him a key up. to the fishing locker. Yeah, yeah. just change his first name to yeah. start with a G. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Gunner Gavin Ginser. I don't know. <laughs> Gandalf and Ginser. Ginser. <laughs> the last uh, gun. Yeah, so that that's gonna be. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make all of it. It's going to be a super interesting storyline. Maybe not as interesting as we thought going into 
May or June, but yeah. I still think it's it's going to be something. I've got a yeah. quick question. If if Dax Garmin was in the position Taylor Cornelius is in, mm -hmm. would you say that Dax Garmin is going to start against Missouri State? Uh, like, actually Dax Garmin himself? Yeah, Dax Garmin himself. Say he's the fifth-year yeah. guy coming in. Knowing um, knowing what we know now after of, yeah, seeing him. After seeing into, Dax Garmin, yeah. I, I would hope so. not. Okay. Yeah. I would I would hope not, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, <laughs> but we don't know anything about Taylor Cornelius' the, part in these six plays. I know. The problem <laughs> The problem here is Gundy's history with quarterbacks. Like, yeah. I, I don't know how to interpret what is going to unfold based on his very shaky history with – I mean, you've written about See, this, See, 2012 and 2013. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, Clint Shelf was the guy all the way through, and so it's almost like he had to start him against Mississippi State. Yeah. And he, like, that was threw five passes. That was – that was 13. That's mm -hmm. right. And he threw like five passes, and J.W. Walsh was the guy for like four games or five games. And then Shelf almost wins the Big 12 title. Exactly. And Shelf like has one of the best Novembers in college football. Destroys Bay. Yeah. Like, his QBR was like stupid. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, it was incredible. So, <clears throat> who knows? Maybe he doesn't know either, and he's just like everybody else. He's, he knows just a little bit more than we do. I, well, and I think that's a good from take. From his tower. I, but, yeah. I think that's a good take by Marshall of like. Yeah. You've got two new guys. It's not like Sanders and Drew Brown have been there. Mm -hmm. like, and, and because they haven't been there, this sounds weird, but because they haven't been there, there's a lot of hype. Because people are like, oh, they could. The unknown is way more exciting. Yeah, than they could be know. anything. Yeah. And so Gundy's protecting Cornelius. And who knows? Maybe Cornelius is great. I don't know. But the fact that, the fact that the, I think the point here is the fact that there's so much unknown mm. is what makes it so interesting. I said yeah. this earlier. The most it's so weird that the most appetizing option isn't the kid who started as a walk on and has yeah. spent five years here. Yeah. And then we're just like, no, we want the freshman. We want this Hawaii transfer. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. It's so weird that he's not the one that the fans want to get behind. You know? Yeah, like the underdog story. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Um, yeah, that's that's gonna be uh, <laughs> that's gonna be interesting. Uh, Marshall and I were at. Uh, basketball practice on Thursday. Marshall's been covering basketball all summer. Uh, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I don't know if you felt this way, but I, I felt that there was a just kind of an exciting atmosphere around the basketball yeah. team. And I don't know if that's just me not having been around it very much. I don't know what that is. Do you do you get that feeling from, from being around it quite a bit? I, yeah, I get that feeling. But I, I'm not... I kind of thought the same thing. I'm like, I'm not sure if this is just me that's excited about the basketball team or if yeah. like other people also think this way. But I think the showing of all the fans who were there to show up, I think that that kind of rides that fact home. That is, this is kind of getting exciting watching basketball at Gallagher-Abbey Arena again. There were honestly more fans than I've seen at some, like, December games. Yeah. Jackson, Jackson's been there shooting <laughs> games. That that I'm like yeah. I don't know if there were as many fans as there yeah, were. That was the... like Arkansas Pine Bluff. From like two years ago. <laughs> uh, who who has stood out to you, Marshall, in covering the, the basketball practices? We mentioned of the like of the newcomers. We mentioned Isaac Likely. He has been a guy that isn't afraid to lead right off the yeah. bat. You know, like if uh, they had their first scrimmage session it was a couple weeks ago. The Boynton put the freshman out against like the newcomers. And yeah, the freshman shot like two times and then just got the ball ripped from him before they got to half court every time and likely was in the middle of them you know telling them like hey guys this isn't what we practice like we're so much better in practice than we're showing right now so i i think that from a leadership standpoint you can really see something in isaac likely but he's going to get a little congested there as far as play time goes because there's so many good guards yeah the two guys that stood out to me from a leadership standpoint that were underclassmen were likely and uh, michael weathers yeah 
I, I think he is uh, in you know again I've seen like an hour and a half of practice but he seems like somebody who can kind of galvanize 20 year olds as much as they can be galvanized yeah. <laughs> Cox just opened another coop <laughs> they, uh, by the way coop uh, coop is uh, coop's the best yeah coop has supplied us with all kinds of uh, beverages for the weekend and uh, yeah cool. it's been great it's been fun um, but yeah so likely stood out to me Michael Weathers stood out to me Cam McGriff is built like a like Antonio Gates. Yeah, I think I told this to you yesterday. If there was an athlete at OSU that I'd least likely like to get in a fight with, it'd be Cameron Griff. Cameron Griff could take our whole PFB team. Oh, that that one time with like one arm tied behind his back by right? himself. Yeah, yeah it, would, it wouldn't be good. Uh, it, it was interesting. I, I was talking to uh, I was talking to Likely after the after practice, just kind of you know thanking him for. I did an interview with him earlier this summer, and he was like. He was breaking down the scholarship uh, breakdown, or uh, what am I trying to say? Yeah, like the roster construction. Yeah, like or, the way the roster is constructed. Yeah, He's yeah. like, you know, we've got we can bring in some new guys this year. That's and legit. Like, it was awesome. He's mm-hmm. into it, dude. It was it, it was so cool. It seems like all of those guys are very invested in the program, and I, maybe that's again, these are my takeaways from having been at one practice, and maybe that's common throughout college basketball, but. It just seems like a lot of guys have bought into Boynton, have bought into each other, and it's going to be interesting to see how this Europe trip kind of unfolds. Another thing I liked about uh, Isaac, or I found interesting about, was anytime and I've had one interview with him, and it was like four minutes long, but anytime he could have used the word good, he used the word great. Yeah. And that, that, it's just like, it's kind of stood out to me. I was like, yeah. oh, this kid's like, he's he's thinking about stuff. You know? yeah. he's not, he doesn't have his brain shut off all the time. He's really thinking about like what he says and how he carries himself. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, two other guys who stood out to me. Uh, Dizzy is, like, tall and thin. I don't understand how to ex- explain what Dizzy is, but he's does not look the same as he did last year. No, he doesn't. He looks <laughs> is it like beard or what? Uh, he's like, looks like... He just looks more in shape. They said that he came in a little early to work out, and he's, like, got a lot of film in. So, I don't know. I don't know what to how to explain it, but Dizzy definitely looks different. Hmm. Yeah. Like totally, yeah. it's 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 almost like bizarre how different yeah. he looks. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Like I like he's not he's not ripped. No, like, no. He's yeah. It's, it's he's definitely quicker. He might he's be like, he's like getting people some sort of like he looks more transformation. He looks <laughs> he looks more <laughs> athletic. He because he used to kind of look a little awkward, you know, in some movements and stuff, and he just like kind of looks more put together this year, I guess. Is yeah. Can he play defense? TBD, I guess. Remains to be seen. Uh, and then Lindy Waters looked a little thicker to me. Um, Thick with two C's? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> of course you don't. I asked Jackson to bring his Xbox tonight so we could play games. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. And now a bunch of people know about that. Uh, no, he just looked, he looked more built like to play in the Big 12. He's always seemed kind of... Not frail, but thin. Yeah. Like, but th- one thing you always get from me—he looks like a scrapper, or he doesn't—he may not, not might not look like a scrapper, but he is a scrapper. Yeah, yeah. he'll Boynton is not afraid to throw him in at the four at times, and he knows how to get under whoever he's playing against skin, and then still somehow like not get mad when the guy shoves him or something. So, yeah, I think that that him adding weight is definitely something that'll benefit him. There's our hideaway guy. Maybe he wants to come on the podcast. Or... <laughs> you think he needs the hot takes on the? quarterback situation yeah he might want to talk some Dax Hill <laughs> um, 
What What do you think is gonna be? Um, <clears throat> what What? what <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's gonna be on the podcast. Yeah, uh, what What do you think is a successful uh, European trip for this the basketball team? We're taping this on a Friday night. Basketball team's leaving. I think on Saturday, Saturday morning. Yeah, tomorrow. Uh, what does a successful trip look like for them? Um, I think that they just get. You know, obviously getting those new guys, there's a lot of new faces. Yeah. Getting them experience, uh, meshing together, meshing with the older guys. Um, I don't think wins and losses necessarily matter. I've heard that there is one, like, cupcake game. I don't know which one it's supposed to be. But I heard there's one they're supposed to blow them out. Yeah. Um, and then the other two are going to be pretty competitive. But I don't think wins and losses really matter. I think just the meshing, the practices, I think, meant the most for this team. Yeah. Um, so... I think it's more about getting experience, getting lineups, kind of working together, and stuff along those, stuff along those lines. We got somebody who wants to be on the podcast. We got the pizza man. He's make <laughs> uh, This is phenomenal. On the podcast. Doing? What? What's your name? Pete. Roger. Roger Smith. He goes to Oklahoma State. Yeah. Oh, you got Oklahoma State. Yeah. I do business school. Uh, about to graduate next year. That's what's up. So, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Awesome. We're yeah. talking about football. Do you uh, are you more games? into football or basketball? Um, I mean, probably more so football. Do yeah. You, do you know what pistols firing is? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like so, the yeah. website? Oh, oh, I don't. I, I thought you uh, meant just like. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we we run a website that's called Pistols Firing. Okay. And uh, we're taping a podcast right now. Yeah. Um, what are you most excited about about football season? Oh man, um, I don't really get to go to the games that much, which is. Are you working during? Uh, the I mean, yeah, because yeah, yeah hideaway is is usually bogged down. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I just I love the atmosphere. Yeah. Of the town being just filled with people and, and just you know because yeah. we're right there at campus corner and yeah and so it's great we're like we're just we're in the middle of it and, yeah uh, just the atmosphere of the people and yeah just, cool do you think them adding beer around. is a good move or a bad move um oh, that's a good question business wise I think it's a good move I mean everyone I mean, walks around with it anyway so it's yeah. like yeah. you know why not why not add it to the stadium <laughs> and you know like yeah. let them just take it in or sell it there so you yeah. know it's uh yeah. What's uh, what's your favorite thing about Mike Gundy? And we'll let you go. <laughs> oh <laughs> man, um, he's almost up. Recently, uh, I, I love his. I love his. What's what's wrong? Mullet. That that I love that too. Yeah, you gotta you gotta love the mullet. But but his uh, you know his his love for Stillwater and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and not not going somewhere else. Yeah, you know, yeah, being yeah. offered you know um, all this money <clears> and, <throat> and and yeah just. Uh, yeah, just sat really. You know. That's legit. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for your time. Good luck on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Enjoy right. the pizza. Take Have care. a good night. Yeah. Yeah. Roger, yes, that was sir. great. The man. I'll, uh, I'll check out the website. Okay. Firing, right? yeah, Pistols firing. Firing blog dot com. Dot com. Right, that's right. All right, take care. Uh, I think we found Carson's replacement. <laughs> this is an all-time podcast. I haven't been on any, but I think that this one has already made. We just need to teach him how to say we're back at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. So my favorite question is dot com. <laughs> no dot gov. Dot <laughs> edu. Uh, what? Which? So we're talking about the new basketball guys. Talking about basketball. I think uh, Cox. Who are you most excited uh, about about yeah. watching play uh, coming up this year? Because it's it, uh, we were joking, we were joking with Jackson. Like, 
We had to. What's so funny? You need to take a lap. <laughs> We're joking with Jackson. He, we had to bring him into practice to take photos because uh-huh. we didn't have any photos that we could use. Yeah, right. Of players because they were all like, half the team is gone. Kendall Smith work. and I walked in there. I'm like, Cooper, it's a very shine. Yeah, so, I'll say Cam, but I like Cam a lot. I've been a fan of his. But uh, Michael Weathers, I've been. It's kind of like he's been around. You want to see what he really can do. Um, how they play him. I mean, he's got plenty of potential, so yeah. I think he could, could be a featured guy for him. He, he's he got I, – I, I want Marshall's take on this. I saw him for one practice. He looks like somebody who's going to be good. Yeah. That doesn't mean he is going to be good. But what, what has been your takeaway yeah. from watching Wilder? So I got into a couple practices last season as well. And there were murmurings around. Like, like you broke in? No, 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 no. Like we were allowed in. He slept um, we, until we, we did our availability, and then like if we wanted to, we got to hang out. So me and a couple guys would always hang out. And there were murmurings that like, if Michael Weathers played last year, he might have been the best player on the team. Yeah, I believe that. So he, you know, like when they're scouting for OU, like Michael Weathers was straight up. Yeah. So like this, this is exciting. You know, his stats from Miami of Ohio, they weren't incredible. His percentage wasn't very good, but just watching him play, that's he's somebody that Oklahoma State fans can get excited about. Yeah. Which of the new guys are you most excited about, Kyle? Um, Contravius Jones. Yeah. yeah he's, he's dropped, like, um, I don't know. I think he's at 30? Over, yeah, Close so to he's, like, yeah. right around 30 yeah. pounds. Um, when I kind of did some scouting before camp started – I thought that your Ani might be the guy that it, that would emerge as like the big the big man that uh, might play the most, but um, I I think it'll be Contravius Jones or or I don't know it could be like someone else but I think Contravius is gonna play like a lot more than I previously expected. Yeah, and I think a lot of that has to do with him just dedicating a lot of time and a lot of effort to changing his body because he needed to lose weight. That was kind of a big question mark. He was over three hundred pounds. Yeah. And he seems to have uh, kind of transformed his body. I think that's huge for Oklahoma State because I think he's going to play as a freshman. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Maurice Kalu. Yeah, Mar- Entering practice one, I said, I was like, okay, Maurice Kalu is going to start at center this year. Yeah. Um, but I think having watched the 10 practices thus far, I think I would say that Maurice had the lowest floor or the highest floor, but maybe the lowest ceiling. <clears throat> and I think, and then I did a, breakdown of possible starting fives on the website and I gave it to your and I. I was like, okay, your and I is gonna be the starting center. And now I think Kendrevius Jones is gonna be <laughs> so at least you can So Camagrove's definitely gonna be <laughs> yeah, yeah, so maybe it's Camagro. <laughs> but so I think that Kentravius he had he might have had the lowest floor because he was so big. He didn't play above the rim as much as he needed to with his size. But I think having lost that weight, he's definitely motivated, you know. Yeah. You don't just lose 30 pounds because on accident, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I think that right now, right now, like I said, it could change tomorrow. Contravius Jones has that spot to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, that's my daughter's favorite player, by the way, because of his hair. <laughs> I heard so, you asking her. With the little blue. Yeah, I was, I was asking her. I was quizzing her. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be uh, – it's going to be st- – I don't know. Their their team is is super interesting. Um, really young too. Yeah, I think that's most notable. I asked they're super young. Even I, the old guys, they're just juniors. Yeah. So it's not like they're. Yeah, they've got all freshmen and juniors. Yeah, and then yeah. Mike Cunningham. There's one senior and no sophomores. No sophomores. 
Yeah. It's mm-hmm. uh, I think um, maybe Curtis Jones is maybe considered a sophomore. Maybe Mike Weathers is considered oh, that, One of them is Curtis considered Jones. Uh, Curtis so Jones. Okay. Yeah. You're so right. You're right. Curtis Jones is a junior. So Weathers is a sophomore. Weathers. Yeah. Um, yeah I talked to I talked to Kalu after practice, and uh, he he had a couple threes during the scrimmage yeah, after yeah. after Marshall left. I was like, man, you shoot it a little bit. He goes, yeah, I'm a stretch four. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, okay. All three of those freshman big guys can actually surprise you from three. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think it was the first practice where they split up guards and uh, forwards, and we were like looking at the guards. They were doing some three point drill, and they missed like five in a row. And we're like, what the heck? So then we turn around and we see, you know, Contravius and Yor just knocking down threes. And then <laughs> Mo comes and knocks down a three. And we're like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. So I think that all of those guys can surprise some people with, with their range. It, it was so interesting. I, I asked the three guys that we interviewed after practice on Thursday just kind of what Boynton has meant to them off the court. Mm-hmm. And you got a bunch of different answers. Uh, I asked him kind of what he's taught them the most. Patience, respecting everybody, uh, always working hard no matter what you're doing. It, it it seems like they're just completely bought into point. Yeah. And that might be just them putting on a front or whatever. But he just, I don't know. I, I think like, I'm completely bought into Boynton. Like, have you heard him talk? Like, he's, he's legit. He's awesome. I, I feel that way, too. Like, being, <laughs> being at practice on Thursday, it was like, man, it feels like something special is unfolding. Uh, yeah. And that might not happen. They might go... 12 and 20 next year. I have no idea. But have you have you gotten that, Marshall, from uh, yeah, being around the definitely. program? And I watched your uh, interview with Contravius, and he he mentioned how Boynton told him, like, this isn't going to be easy. Like, I'm going to stay on yeah. you. Yeah. And that, like, kind of helped him make that weight. And that, that kind of – the word culture gets tossed around a lot to right. the point where I'm not even sure what it means anymore. Um, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> in this particular scenario, <laughs> you can really see it working out that Boynton has brought these guys in that are ready to work. You know, they're not just some – prima donnas you know trying to get it into the nba yeah you know they want to work they want to get better so i i think i really like them too yeah obviously. okay uh we need to talk about our sponsor it's time for the coop aleworks toast of the week coop aleworks brewing great tasting craft beer in oklahoma city try the flagship f5 ipa the bold dnr belgian strong ale which these guys are trying or the refreshing horny toad blonde that's the yellow one kyle Thank you. For your next watch party tailgate or get together with friends, enjoy a cold coupe ale works, and please remember to drink responsibly. Uh, Kyle Boone, you got a toast for me this week? Do you oh. just do you just toast Dax every week? You know what? No. Okay. I, I, did I did I toast Dax last time? No. Probably. I toasted uh, Taylor Cornelius last yeah, time. You did. Um, I'm gonna toast Tim Duffy. Uh, Stole mine. Oh wow! I stole yours. I stole yours. Wow. <laughs> uh, well, you put me on the spot, so I had to take yours. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's great. Uh, Oklahoma Duffy. State's cornerback coach. He's awesome. Was really good. We talked with him at uh, Big Twelve or not Big Twelve Media Days at the uh, golf event at Carson Creek, um, and he was he was great. He talked a lot about Oklahoma State's depth. He talked about um, just what he looks for in recruiting. <clears throat> was really open and honest. I thought that was really cool and. Um, Obviously, today he landed a, a former four-star cornerback in Kima Severand, which I'm sure we're continually yeah, botching. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'll, uh, I'll toast a uh, horny toad blonde the to one. the yellow one. Kyle just goes by colors. Yes, to, uh, to Tim Duffy. That's good. I want to talk about the, the uh, commit in just a second, but uh, Kyle Cox... 
you got? I'm scrambling because he stole mine. I've got one. Marshall? Yeah. I've got one. I'm going to toast one. my point. There, oh, okay. there are some, I don't, I don't want to say Gundy haters in the media. I, don't, <laughs> I, won't, I won't say I'm one of those, but uh, they, you know, the, the availability to the team is quite limited. Yeah. We will say that. You know, we haven't, we didn't, you know, know for sure that Jim Knowles was the defensive coordinator until like last week. Until yesterday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> here's to Mike Boynton. You know, he allowed us into these 10 practices. You know, we get to see the team at its rawest, essentially. He's yeah. got all these new guys, and he's just allowing people to come watch, you know. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty, but he's he's open to the process. Yeah, so. for sure. That's good. That's a good one. Jackson? All right. Uh, I'm going <coughs> to toast Justice Hill. Okay. I think people are kind of – people kind of forgot how – good he is. I, I, saw I didn't forget. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are forgetting how good he is. John Wesley, I couldn't yeah. forget. <laughs> he, yeah. Just seeing him as a freshman, I actually was at Camp Cowboy with him, and he was he was about my size. <laughs> I mean, we, we, were, we were neck and neck, and it's not the case anymore. He's, yes. he's a monster. He's a beast. Yeah, for sure. And I think he's going to have, as Tyron says, a bad year this year. I will so. mention how tragic it is that we're not talking more about Justice Hill. Anytime we're thinking... Yeah. About OSU football, we're thinking a quarterbacks. Yeah, and then if we're like, oh yeah, remember Justice Hill? We're like, yeah, Dax Hill. Yeah. So yeah, it's crazy that we're not. Swaggy T. Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> that we're not thinking this much about Justice Hill. Yeah. Who's, oh, <laughs> add that to the overrated underrated list. Uh, yes. Tyron Johnson. Okay. Oh, but still. wow. Okay. <laughs> Cox, you got a toast for me? Um, I'm gonna go off because because Boone stole it. I'm gonna go back to uh, E Man, Manny Logba, mm. who I said earlier I actually forgot went to Oklahoma State uh, <laughs> when I was writing this post but anyway uh, yeah he's actually impressing apparently uh, in uh, training camp Had, was on his way to a really good year last year got a broken foot went down um, the Browns spurned uh, Bradley Chubb yeah basically for Emmanuel Ogba yeah and um, I can't I'm gonna misquote it but it was one of the beat writers for the Browns said last year before the season that he thought Ogba would lead the team in sacks because of him and Garrett's uh, chemistry. So uh, the real quick quote I got was uh, from the that same guy was from training camp. Emmanuel Ogba was death to the offensive run game, unblockable. So I think he's up for a big year, and he's working on those pipes. So. His pipes are bigger than my yeah, legs. There's so. a picture that legitimately makes him look like the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Hulk. You probably forget that he went to Oklahoma State because he looks like he should be a DE at like Clemson or something. Yeah. He was like a, yeah, right. Uh, that's a good one. Okay, I'm going to toast uh, Mike Yersich. Uh, had lunch with him. Well, not just me and him, but <laughs> a group of people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on Tuesday at the, at the golf event. And uh, he is low key, really funny. Like just if if you can like he's got nice jabs. Yeah, it's not he doesn't really come in with like big haymaking jokes, but his jabs. If you think about him, oh, he yeah. could be a character on The Office. Absolutely, it's, it's like, if, yeah. like he's yeah. super he's, dry. He's yeah. funny and he's also in on the joke. Yeah, and if yeah. you and if you're in on it with him, he'll go back and forth with you. Yeah, and it's great. That was I, a great video. I love that. I, I transcribed that one and I was like, yeah, I'm doing that one first. And yeah. like because you sent the <laughs> earlier clip, but yeah. Yeah, that was awesome. He's, he, he was great. <laughs> so, toast to Mike Yersich. Uh, shake the haters off. Number two offense in the country last year. We, we talked points oh, per. What drive. did he say? Is what that good? Say? I know people. I know oh, people. Get, I, I read about a, read a lot of comments about your points per drive. Yeah, question. people get on me about points <laughs> per I gotta drive. Find them. What did he say at the end about social media? I gotta find. Hold on. Sorry. Oh, about social media. He he 
dropped a, a curse word on me. Yeah, but he said... Uh, <laughs> Yours uh, instead? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I said that. Yeah. It was great. I, I don't know. I think it was about social media. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm sorry. I was reading. Oh, he said something about... Uh, um, this is bad radio. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, this, is old, this is old man radio. Okay, we're going to go actually right into our uh, our uniform review. Let's get to this week's uniform review brought to you by Chris's University Spirit. Your one-stop cowboy shop on Campus Corner. Be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Uh, I want to go around the room and get everybody's take. The first thing I noticed at basketball practice on Thursday, everybody is wearing... No, Everybody is wearing uh, <laughs> short shorts. Short shorts are in. Who knew? I mean, I we sort of saw it last year in college basketball, but everybody on Oklahoma State's team is is wearing short shorts. So I want to go around the room and get everybody's take on short shorts. Jackson, right. I'm totally with it. I I think it's it's awesome. I mean, I don't know if you guys have watched uh, USA basketball. Russell Westbrook went out to the their training camp, whatever, with the shortest shorts I've ever seen. Really? With a basketball player. See, they can get a little like, too short. Now, that, that's a little too much, yeah. but like a, a little bit above the knee yeah. looks solid. I like Especially that. with uh, their practice uniforms, the yeah. old the old shorts with the defense on the back. Awesome. Just like a, a walking throwback. It's pretty yeah, cool. A walking throwback. I'm, I'm also a fan. We mentioned that we kind of saw it a little last year. Jeffrey Carroll had his rolled up like yeah. Six times you could see like the drawstring <laughs> hanging out. So I I'm I'm also a fan of it. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Kyle Cox. First, I want to go back to what I was saying. He said, "Don't at me," in the tweet or in the quote. So anyway, did he really? Yeah, he said. Uh, <laughs> he I might have missed that. I don't go looking at message boards, and I turn my notifications off. So you, if you at me, I'm not going to see it. So don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, a literal don't at they, me. That, I laughed out loud. And. Um, <laughs> That's great. Short shorts are fine. I'm, I'll just be the oldest guy here and say I don't really care about the shorts. I thought the jerseys were kind of silly with the two-tone. But oh, I like the jerseys. Uh, like practice the, jerseys? Yeah, okay, I like So them. I'll just continue to be the oldest guy. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle Do not give me short shorts. I wow. Do, I do not like short wow. shorts. I do like the fact that they probably say defense on the butt, right? They do, yeah. Yeah. yes. I like that, but short shorts not my thing. They have to be below the knees. So. It's probably not great. Though. Fab Five Michigan for me. We're talking yeah. about short shorts <laughs> with like five guys on a this is, this is, I gotta go low. Next segment. They need uh, them, they need to be low. I'm in on the short shorts. I wore short ish shorts to the golf tournament with long socks. The most dad thing. Does I've that ever make done. them less short if you wear you, longer socks? You mm-hmm. did look. Sometimes like your hat was backwards. I hear. Yeah, <laughs> got, got some fly for that. One. <laughs> Guys, it wasn't a, it wasn't the PGA Championship. It was it was a it was a media golf tournament. <laughs> uh, I'm in on I'm in on short shorts. Um, okay, what else do we need to talk about? Uh, Dax. Who's that? Dax baby. Dax Hill. I don't know oh, if you yeah. guys have heard Dax, of Dax, Dax Hill. Dax Garmin. Garmin. Not not two X Garmin. <laughs> Uh, Kyle Boone, uh, give us a. Uh, do you have a Dax update? Do you have anything? <laughs> um, there's not a new update per se. Dax doesn't really do like any radio interviews or um, is he any, any podcast. Any, any no podcast. <laughs> I've asked him. Trust me. Not, he does. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. do official <laughs> updates. But there's like a lot of this behind the scenes noise. There is. And it just swirls and it changes week by week. I have no idea. Um, gun to my head, I think Michigan, OSU, Alabama are his top three. Yeah. Um, 
in what order? I don't know. I'd say Alabama, OSU, Michigan. In, and maybe Michigan is number two. I don't know. It was but, interesting to talk to some people at, at the golf event that think it's down to Oklahoma State and Alabama. Yeah. And, hmm. you know, this, this stuff, like – that can be true, but it it can also be true that he ends up at Michigan because things change over time. I think that's the that's the hard part with especially recruiting reporting, is like you can report something that's true as of August third, and then it can change by September third, and so then you look like a moron for reporting something on August third, and that's just I don't know sort of unfair. Um, yep. But I thought it was interesting that the people that we talked to thought it was down to Oklahoma State and. And Alabama, and I, I, I mean, we talk about this a lot. It's like Bill Simmons and the James Harden trade, but this would be the biggest. This is a big deal. Probably, arguably, the biggest recruit to ever come to Oklahoma State. Yeah. If you were to commit. Yeah. Yeah. And big I mean, time. Back sale is huge. What's your take on the kind of impact it could have on other top recruits? Because I know you're big on that. It's it's huge. I think. Big time recruits want to play with big time recruits. That's like obvious. If I'm a good rider, I want to join other riders. I want to be challenged. Yeah. I want to make sure that I am one of the best. Um, I think I think it's the same with recruiting. It's like the same with business. Recruits want to play with other recruits. I mean, we talked to one coach who said that um, one of OSU's top targets asked about Dax Hill yeah. and asked what his status was. They, if Dax is coming, it's fascinating. They would probably be coming, and that that wow. recruit that asked that question is still at the top of OSU's board. Yeah, and one of the top recruits in the state. That in he the lives state, in. yeah. So I think I think that's huge. I think that's a huge domino that, um, you know, if it falls, if it, in in favor of OSU, I think that could significantly uh, alter a lot of recruits' decision that that OSU is targeting now. So let's get everybody's official prediction. August. Third, 2018, where does he end up? Kyle Boone. Alabama. Kyle Cox, Michigan. I'll also say Michigan. Jacko, Alabama. Mm. <laughs> Do it. I'll say... Do it. I'll say... Yeah. <laughs> you won't. <laughs> I'll say Ohio State. Oh. I've been Ohio State the whole time. No way. Everybody, everybody, everybody's Even lost now? in the urban stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, think, I think he goes to Ohio State. There, I can't ignore that. Maybe he, 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 might, he might be playing for Bob Stoops. Dax Hill might be oh, the head coach. Yeah. Their recent history with DBs is impossible to ignore. Yeah. I mean, he's somebody who, I don't know if this is the case, but he seems smart enough to be making a decision based on what's going to affect his future in the long term. And if that's true, then Ohio State is is a, is like. Where you want to be? They put DBs in the NFL. I mean, Alabama does too. But that's why I'm picking Alabama. I think that's what he wants to do. He wants to make money. Alabama has proven. He and he should. Like that's what you should. I was, want I was doing do. research. Alabama has put more defensive backs in the NFL since 2010 than Oklahoma State has had draft picks since yeah, 2010. Like total. That's crazy. Either side of the ball. So I mean, to me, I think that's. I mean, if I were Dax and I was a top ten player like he is. It's a kind of a no-brainer. I say Alabama for now, but subject to change. So nobody's it, it changes every week. Nobody <laughs> it changes for you every week. Yes. Every, so nobody's picking Oklahoma State. Something uh, I think interesting though, and kind of points against your Ohio State thing, is he hasn't tweeted out his Ohio State official offer. 
And something else I found kind of interesting, again, this is speculative, we, we, we are br- don't know. We're breaking down. Nor, <laughs> nor has he tweeted his Clemson offer. No, but and he tweeted out uh, Michigan, I think then Alabama, then Oklahoma State, then he waited a day, then he tweeted out his Oklahoma one. So I don't know what that means, but he is still yet to tweet out that Ohio State offer. Well, the, the people that we talked to at, at the media day don't are pretty adamant that they don't think he's going to OU. Yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't know. It ain't going to be OU. His family does not want to know you. I, I thought that that was interesting that he tweeted yeah. those three out in the same day, and then he, I creeped on his favorites because, you know, we're all in on this. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's no, there's he, no shame. He favorited some other people's OU official offers. And, I, you know, you would think that OU would also offer him exactly on that day. You mm-hmm. know, you wouldn't think they would wait a day, then offer him. So I found it interesting that he waited that day to tweet out his OU offer. And he still hasn't tweeted out his Ohio State one. Mm. Wow. I might be changing my pick. He's <laughs> <laughs> not going to allow us You don't think so? No, I don't think. I, no, I think now. there's a clear top three right now, yeah. and it's OSU, Alabama, well, I'm, Michigan. I'm, I'm not going to flip-flop. Ride that urban train all the way to the crash. I'm not going to flip-flop. I said Ohio State from the beginning. Okay, we need to hear one more time from our sponsor, Chris's University Spirit. And then we'll come back and wrap up so we can go eat our hideaway from, what was that guy's name? Roger. Roger. Roger, yeah. Roger, Roger. Our man. Yeah, <laughs> Roger. Chris's University Spirit on Campus Corner in Stillwater, Oklahoma is proud to be your one-stop cowboy shop since 1986 and proud sponsor of this podcast, Pistols Firing. They specialize in custom-printed Oklahoma State apparel and merchandise and pride themselves on their excellent customer service. They also offer a full line of custom Greek apparel and can even outfit your Little League team head-to-toe. They're located at the corner of 3rd and Knobloch on Historic Campus Corner. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to shop online at chrisuniversityspirit.com. Shop Stilly. Shop Chris's University Spirit. Okay, we are back. Uh, preseason poll, Oklahoma State 25. Too high or too low? Jackson? Uh, about <coughs> perfect. Perfect. Marshall? I thought it was a bit too high just because the quarterback situation is so in flux right now we did lose an awful lot so i thought that maybe a bit too high but um it's not outrageously too high you know yeah cox too low too low yeah i like it 18 I like it too 18 yeah ahead of texas is are they ranked they're 21 22 20 21 16 they're 21 boise state's 22 i think texas 21 yeah, Boise State. We'll talk about that at a later podcast. I'm not <laughs> loving that game. Right <laughs> uh, uh I think it's I think it's too low. Okay. Yeah, I've I've I'm, I may write about this this week, but I think I've talked myself into OSU winning like ten games. This year. <laughs> so I, I've got some takes. I'm ready to fire off. I think wow. this is a, I think this is a really good team. I think the defense is going to be legit this year. Mm. Well, I'm, we should talk about. The, I'm pretty all in. You know, Dex Hill isn't on the team. Should, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm sticking with it. Either way, <laughs> never mind. We should talk about the cornerback, uh, whose name I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce, but Kima the, Severin, the transfer that used to be at Texas A&M. It appears that he's going to be eligible for 2018. Is that correct? Uh, my understanding is he took 25 credits this summer, um, and the assumption is he'll be eligible this coming season. So, And he has two years of eligibility remaining. Former, so yes. former four-star. Former four-star, top 300 recruit um, out of Houston, Cyridge High School, um, committed to Texas A&M and played there for several years. Um, graduated in three years, and so now he's he's uh, ahead of the curve. 
and um, going to be eligible immediately. So that's a, that's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and that would add to Oklahoma State's cornerback depth, which Gundy talked about at Big 12 Media Days, was like their most – like the position that he felt like they were most better at yep. this time last year. They returned both of their starters, A.J. Green, Rodarius Williams, uh, two pretty highly touted recruits with uh, Tanner McAllister and Javian Cardwell. And also Gabe Lemons. Um, we talked about this earlier, but Tyrell uh, Alexander yeah, moved over from wide receiver, so he's going to play some cornerback this year as well. They've got a lot of, of depth at that position, so Sivarin is a huge get. That's interesting. Um, yeah. I'm going to go to too low. Yeah, too low. Oklahoma State at 25. Let's go. Ten wins. I, just, I, I think they're sort of like TCU a little bit in that People just, based on the name, underrate them a little bit. Yeah. I don't know. Um, they'll probably get 7-5, and five and we'll be laughing about this in four months. I'll be the only one who's correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, ha- we have another guest who just showed up. Dustin. What's up? How's Ragu. it going? Come on over. Uh, we were given our... Uh, this is Dustin Ragusa. Is that how you say your last name? Yeah. It's embarrassing that I don't know how to say what I'm It's okay, you messed up Jackson's earlier and he's been on staff for a while. Yeah, Jackson's been working for a great two years and I can't say his name. Laverne Bless you. I'm so old. Uh, Dustin's been writing for us for a couple weeks. We're just giving our Daxel prediction. Uh, everybody went around the room. Who, what what school is Daxel going to play? Ohio for? State. Uh, Alabama. Jackson has Alabama. Michigan. Marshall has Michigan. Cox has Michigan. Michigan. I have Alabama. Dustin ba- has Bama. Bama. Why? Let's go. I mean, I'm a little by. I'm a big time SEC fan. Just growing up in Baton Rouge, anyway. <laughs> so I'd want to play in the SEC. Not. I mean, I love Oklahoma State, but and then basically, <laughs> hey, the comments section already hates you. <laughs> basically, when hates you everyone. when, when, when yeah. you commit to Alabama, you're a first round draft pick yeah. at defensive back, a yeah. five star DB committing to Alabama. I yeah. mean. All the ESPN guys that don't actually watch the college football games but are analysts are going to put you in the first round. <laughs> Perfect. So. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. I love the takes. Uh, that's great. I love that take. Okay. Um, we're going to do, for our final uh, kind of around the room here, we're going to do overrated, underrated. Uh, and we're going to start overrated, underrated, Lindy Waters. I'm going to go underrated. Okay. I feel like he was pretty good in high school. He played with Trey Young, correct? He went to Norman. He went to the same school. I don't remember if he played with them or not. But he's always kind of been in the shadows, and I think he's really talented. Obviously, he's a college basketball player, and he's his his shooting has improved quite a bit yeah. over the years. I think it, they've never really gone to him on a, on a consistent basis. Yeah. So I think if they start doing that, you'll see a little bit more production out of him. I yeah. like it. Marshall? I, I'd agree underrated. I think I in my thing where I did the – I think it was three – um, possible starting fives. The only three who were constant were Cam McGriff, uh, Michael Weathers, and Lindy Waters. Yeah. And Lindy is he? Like I said, he's that guy that can kind of get under your skin, but he's gonna be cool as a cucumber anytime anything goes wrong. So, uh, he hit some clutch shots last year. So I think heavily underrated. He's not much of a talker. He's not gonna give you any incredible quotes, but underrated. He's got a chest tat. He does have a chest tat. <laughs> like uh, KD. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If this, I don't think it's his whole body. No, I think like. it's just. Yeah, I think it's just one. I think he might have one on the back too. Yeah, can't I, see him. I was surprised by that. Unless he's shirtless. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, I think he's underrated. Um, 
I think he's going to have a really good season this year because of there's so many guys that create space. I feel like we've got a lot of guys who can drive to the basket. Yeah. And since he's such a good shooter, yeah. they're going to create that space for him to get wide open looks from three. So I think he's going to be un, – I think he's underrated right now because I think he's going to have a really good season. Yeah. I'm digging up my tweet from two years ago, the Lindy Chitwood hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he's definitely underrated. He's first team chew-in for this, this next, year, next year. I like it. Um, I've got a hot take. I think he's oh, man. accurately rated. I think he's he's good for for what <laughs> Oklahoma State rule. needs, which is a guy who can create his own shot. He's serviceable on defense. Um, so yeah, I mean he's not going to be like the best player on your team, which is fine. You don't need him to be the best player. I think that's probably going to be Michael Weathers. So you I think, think he's whoa, appropriately whoa. rated? You think Michael Weathers is going to be the best player? On I'm all team? in. I think he's like a yeah. first round pick. I agree. So. I think he's, <laughs> I'm not that far in, but I'm also a first round lottery pick. Whoa! He's going to yeah, he's a lottery, lottery pick. pick. I'm all in. <laughs> I mean, he's, chips to the table. I think he's good. He's great. I mean, he was freshman of the he's year. He's not good. He's in, great. Uh, in the Mac, yeah. right? According to he's Whiteley. great. Give me likely. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you. I think. I think Lenny Waters is properly rated. Um I think he's good for who he is. I I, I think this season's going to be fascinating because I think he is going to have an opportunity to score a lot more. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll see if he takes advantage of it. Okay, let's go through these. Uh, fall camp, overrated, underrated? Um, overrated. Okay. Overrated. Undoubtedly. Why? It's, it's just a bunch of people in T-shirts and shorts <laughs> running around. We talked about quarterbacks for like half an hour, and they – through like seven passes yeah, yesterday. I love, the, I love the, <laughs> the proportion of time we spend on like breaking down three quarterback throws yeah. <laughs> versus like everything that we saw everywhere else. Yeah. Dustin? I think it's overrated. If you're not wearing pads, it's not real football. Whoa. Okay. Overrated Gosh. for what we learn, underrated for content. Yes. That's a good take. Kyle Ben? Appropriately rated. Okay. Let's get out of here. You should, you should run for office. You should everyone. Listen. The, the politician over here. I think it's good. They figure out, you know, kind of what their rotations are going to be. Uh, everyone gets practice. Um, so, yeah, I think it's appropriately rated. It, it is what it is. They, they practice for the season. They figure out who's going to start at what position. Appropriately rated. Appropriately rated. I think. Uh, Vote me in for office. I think yeah. I think <laughs> I think the start is underrated because I think yeah. it's always pretty fun. I think the last two weeks are just brutal. So I yeah. guess I think it's appropriately rated as well. Yeah. I'm making fun of you, and I've given the same answers. <laughs> uh, Justin Blackman's career, Jackson, underrated. Underrated. Dude won two bullet. College career, I guess. Yeah, we should. College. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he won two bullet Nikos. It is hard to overrate unbelievable. that. Unbelievable. Yeah. Like, just talent. Just. Bleeding, oozing from his veins, like bleeding. Unbelievable! I love it. I'll join the appropriately rated train because yeah. he did win two Bolitnikovs. You know, he had an excellent career, first round draft pick. That's that's all you can really ask for. You know, Dustin. I think it's underrated because I think people forget about him because yeah, he I, didn't do anything yeah. in the NFL. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Cox, underrated college, overrated pro. <laughs> a little bit. Wow, that one's a hot take. Wow. A little bit. There's, there's not much to rate Boom. as a pro. We just went down the rabbit hole, so I want to get your take on this. I think he's underrated. I I saw some comments on the on the website that um, that James Washington he's was better than him. James Washington uh, was not better than him. No. Well, no. I don't. I don't even think that's a debate. Um, but people are. 
Some, some many, people many said people that. Are saying. R- Rashawn Woods, um, some people had over him. Um, I, I think it's up for debate, but I think Justin Blackman could be the best receiver to ever play at Oklahoma State. From a production or talent standpoint? Talent, Overall, talent standpoint. Does. I think he. You don't think so? Dez. Dez, Dez was pretty good. Dez was unbelievable. But those two years he had, <laughs> he where he won the Blitnikoff, two years. I, I mean, I don't think. Yeah, um, no, that's true. It was really, really good, but, and you could not stop him. I rewatched the Fiesta Bowl, and it's like <clears throat> no one had a shot. It was he, like his first had, three catches went for touchdowns. He also had a first round quarterback throw. And what's crazy is they knew they Those knew catches he was going to. The the passes weren't as good as the catches, and the after the catch. Yeah, he was, no, he was awesome. He was legit. Stanford was so knew strong. they were going to try and throw to Justin Black. You know, yeah, there yeah. wasn't like it wasn't like Stanford was like, whoa, who's this awesome. Justin Blackman guy? They were trying. To defend him, and they could not. And just for the record, Justin Blackman was the leading rusher in that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they ran Joe Randall the, was a no-show in that game. They ran for like six yards. Or yeah. Negative three or something. It Blackman was, was had one rush around. for 45 yards. Yeah. And he crazy. led the team with like 200-something uh, receiving yards and three touchdowns. He was unbelievable. I think, I think his career was underrated. I think you can make the case that it was the best two-year run for a receiver in college football history. Yeah. Up there with Crabtree, Larry Fitzgerald, all yeah. those guys. It looks like we're wrapping up. Kyle Boone <laughs> has ejected from the podcast <laughs> to eat some pizza. So thank you guys for joining us. And, uh, yeah, we're going to enjoy the weekend. Go to uh, Media Day tomorrow at Gallagher Iva. And we'll have uh, some, some content throughout the next couple weeks. Talk to you guys later.